7.30 p.m., a body was recovered from the Red River near the Alexander Docks. For six serial killers to be operating in that town. An Amber Alert is still in effect in parts of Canada for a two-year-old girl An Ontario woman says her father committed brutal murders and buried the body. Millions of dollars worth of maple syrup has been siphoned off from storage in Quebec. With the crime covered up. had planned for a year to steal it and kill its owner. You ever been interviewed by the police in a, in a room like this before? Yes, so today we're going to be talking about anti-vaxxers and naturopathy. And I'm going to say that <laughs> right off the hop here, uh, this is near and dear to my heart because yeah. I'm immunosuppressed. Yes. I have really strong opinions on this one. <laughs> and so, you're going to make them and, know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be pretty ranty. Yeah. I know you feel similarly on the topic than I, I do. do. Otherwise, yes. I probably would not be friends with you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I've had all my shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still. I'm going through all my boosters, and also for some reason, my hep A and B like totally became not immune to just any of it didn't anymore. Like take. No, like I just like I had it when I was a kid. I had my shots. Yeah, and then I did a blood test to see what I was immune to, and hep A and uh, B totally not immune to it anymore. Oh, and my right. doctor was like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, "China, Mongolia." <laughs> Philippines and she's like were you sharing glasses I'm like yep and she's just like wow I really dodged a bullet with that one didn't you I was like so considering I have no immune system it would have killed me but that was before your Crohn's when you went on those trips yes that is true so actually technically so you weren't sick then no so well I was sick that was probably actually still sick but not as sick yeah so anyway yeah Mm -hmm. not as sick as you are now not to suggest that you're really sick. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, be, so I was not diagnosed with Crohn's there at the you time. Go. I did not. I was not totally symptomatic. Yes. I think that's more what you want to do. So I probably yeah. had Crohn's at the time, but wasn't, but wasn't really super symptomatic. Right. To the point where I needed to Or maybe be. not as full-blown yeah. as it as later. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. So FYI, I have Crohn's disease and I'm immunosuppressed. And right. fucking, if you have not had your shots, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> You can line up here yeah, exactly. to get punched in the face. <laughs> so anyway, um, Rach, what do, you, what do you have for okay. how, how are you doing anyway? Um, what have we gone on in my personal life? Yeah, I guess I'm doing okay. I thought I might have been getting a cold, but it went away. So was it allergies? <laughs> That's all I got like to say. Allergies? Well, I do. I do get allergies. Uh, when I was a kid, actually, I had pretty bad hay fever. Um, sort of like, I guess, kind of like a generalized springtime, summertime mm-hmm. allergy. I didn't really know what it was specifically that I was allergic to. Uh, and I used to get sick every year as a kid. I got strep throat. Oh. Oh, it was awful. I got it one year on my birthday. <sighs> that sucked. <laughs> so I got the chicken pox when I was a kid. Yeah. Day I came back. Yeah. Grade three. Yeah. Picture day. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my I look like I'm like an eight-year-old with zits. <laughs> this before they fucking photoshopped anything. <laughs> oh my god, I've never seen that photo. Do I have to find it. it. I, it's it's got to be somewhere. I I will have. I'm to sure find there's it. one. I know I found my grade six one because I have braces. Yeah, but no, I I don't know where that one is. Right <laughs> oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, yeah, so I was, I've had a little bit of hay fever this um, spring and summer. But no, like, you know, sometimes you wake up and you just sort of feel funny in the throat. Yeah. Like it's a I little scratchy. I feel like that today, actually. Like just a or kind of, or Or you'll, your throat will just kind of feel sort of thick. Mm-hmm. And I had that the other day. That's kind of how I feel right now, actually. Like yeah. my throat is bothering me a bit. Okay. But I don't also know because I'm, I have some same kind of allergies, like something seasonal sometimes here and there. But yeah. I'm also like super tired, so. Yeah. Well, I'm not actually, I'm tired, but I'm not. I'm actually more like burned out. <laughs> like I need a day off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just, you get run down, then you start feeling crummy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, okay. So there we go. Mm. 
not feeling great, but not sick. But we're still here. But we're still here to talk to you. About vaccines. <laughs> About vaccines. In which case, we could be feeling much worse if we had some communicable diseases <laughs> and illnesses. Yes. Thank you, Shelly, for that segue. <clears throat> All right. So here we go. As far as I can tell, no one has ever been prosecuted for being an anti-vaxxer. Because <laughs> choosing to not vaccinate yourself or your kids isn't illegal. Um, but I guess we both probably feel like it should be. Mm-hmm. What I did find uh, are a couple of cases where anti-vaxxer parents were charged with negligence because their devotion to homeopathy led to the death of their child. Yeah, I know about a couple of these cases. Yeah, so, so um, it has happened a few times. I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about a couple. That's disturbing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that it's happened even once. Yeah, like that someone would ignore the fact that their child was so sick that they yeah. refused to bring them to a, a well, doctor. get ready to get angry oh, because it's going to get bad. Okay, Ezekiel Stefan was born at home in Glenwood, Alberta on August 20th, 2010. Assisting in his birth was Terry uh, Myanders, I think that's how you pronounce her name, who is a registered nurse. I think also a doula. They called her a nursing, a birthing assistant. Yeah. So I think doula is doula? The, kind of like. But I don't know why they wouldn't have just said doula when I was reading this stuff. Maybe doula is not a, is a casual term and not a formal No, one. I think a doula is like a, some kind of like certification or certificate. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I'm told that they're amazing. Doulas? Yes. Yeah, they're supposed I've to be had there. Because whether had you have they're there for you yeah. and only you. Yeah, when yeah. And, and, and pretty much like either even if you have your child in a hospital, a doula is there to meet your needs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's not it's not specifically for a natural birth. At no, all. no, no. She's just she I know, but that, I think that's the concept. The doula is there just for you. Yeah, the doula's yeah. not like a midwife. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah. If no, you have a great. kid, you should totally hire that shit. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, okay, so on February... You can get a pedicure while you're in stirrups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've decided I'm going to have a C-section. <laughs> oh, already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to Ezekiel. I'm not going into the details yeah. of why. We'll talk about this after. Yes. Okay. On February 27th, 2012, Ezekiel falls ill. He has a stuffy nose and trouble breathing. His mother says he has a cold uh, and then diagnoses him with croup. Croup is an upper airway infection that creates this really loud barking cough. Right. I didn't actually know that. I did not either. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, and I guess it's the like, kids get it. Over the course of about a week, his parents treated him with smoothies, olive leaf extract, garlic, hot peppers, and horseradish. See, I don't have a problem with this right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like your kid has a cold. You think your kid has a cold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, but a week of a cold is a little long, especially if the kid has a horrible cough because it means yes. they're not sleeping, they're not doing anything. Yeah. I would say if you have like a kid and like 24 hours passes. Like a couple, or like 48. 48 the, like, yeah. Then. Yeah. Yeah. So they also used cool air and a humidifier to help with his breathing. Oh, good. Okay. So, Ezekiel's health waxed and waned between March 5 and March 11. Um, he got a little bit better and then get a little bit worse. He grew lethargic, lost his appetite, was in pain, and got very stiff. See, and this is where if the kid's in constant pain and he's stiff, like, that's a huge red yeah. flag. Take him to a doctor. Jesus Christ. Well, why do your muscles get stiff, Rage? I don't know why. Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons, right? Like, <laughs> but, one of, but none of them are, do you have a cold? <laughs> yeah it's not because i've got the flu i mean i'll get sore and achy if i have the flu but you don't get stiff but my muscles don't start stiffening up no yeah you get stiff when you're dehydrated you get stiff when you have like massive swelling you get stiff for like not not good reason yeah not because you've got a cough okay so on march 12th oh his body was so stiff that his back was arched he couldn't drink on his own and was getting fluids through an eydropper Terry, like, who like yeah. at that point you're feeding your kid through a fucking I mean, yeah something's him, wrong. Take him to a fucking hospital. Jesus Christ. Okay, well Terry, the nurse who assisted in his birth, Ugh. um, she visited the family and suggested that he might have viral meningitis, and tells Ezekiel's mom Colette that she should take him to a doctor. 
Instead, the Steffens loaded their little boy into their car. He couldn't sit up. He had to lie down on a mattress. Can you imagine how much pain that kid would have been? Drove to Lethbridge to pick up an echinacea mixture. Because that'll solve the problem. Of course. Uh, On the evening of March 13, Ezekiel stopped breathing a couple of times. Finally, his parents called an ambulance. (laughs) A couple of times. times, right? More than one. Like, okay, so he stopped breathing this time. Oh, he started again. Well, I guess he'll be fine. Yeah. Well, it's just we'll take the wait and see approach. Yeah. Which is what I do. But I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm not going to do that with a kid. Here's my thing is generally, no, here's if I stop breathing or if someone just stops breathing, <laughs> generally I'm going yeah. to be calling no, an ambulance. If it's like, <laughs> no, the wait to see approach is not if you stop breathing. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me back talk what I just said. All right. <laughs> Okay, so this poor little boy, he stops breathing. Finally, his parents call an ambulance, and Ezekiel is taken to a hospital in Cardston. Do you remember Cardston? That came up in our um, uh, polygamy episode. Oh. Cardston, Alberta. Oh, right. Well, I've been through yeah. Lethbridge, actually. I've driven through there. <laughs> it's when really I was windy there. I've driven, I, I can tell you that I went to the Tim Hortons, and it's fairly flat. Well, there you go. That's all I know. Okay. Because I was just like, must get to Calgary. <laughs> must get to Calgary. So they take him to a hospital in Lethbridge, or sorry, to hospital in Cardston, then he's transferred to a hospital in Lethbridge, and then he's airlifted to Calgary. Right. The doctors at the Alberta Children's Hospital tell David and Colette Stefan their son has almost no brain activity, and he's put on life support. So this is, this is on March 13th, mm-hmm. maybe into the early hours of March 14th. Ezekiel died of bacterial meningitis on March 16th. Mm-hmm. All of this started on February 27th. Right. So it's what's been like, that like? It's like two three weeks. weeks two, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in April of 2016, David and Colette Stefan were found guilty of failing to provide the necessaries of life for Ezekiel. Colette got three months house arrest and three years probation. David got four months in jail and two years probation. Yeah. Four months in jail. I remember this, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, <sighs> yeah. They still have the ability to reproduce. Like, they could have another kid and fuck they that one They have three up. other children already. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, why isn't the children's services <laughs> taking them away? Before the sentencing, which took place in June, um, I don't, I think it was this June. Yes, it was recent. Um, I think it or was no, it was, no, it was no, it would have been June 2016. Sorry, something more recent happened. Uh, yes, David, there was an appeal. Yeah, David said in an interview, "We need to get." Oh, sorry. <laughs> he said in an interview, "We need to get people out to the courthouse to take a stand for this. Ultimately, it comes down to whether we have the right to vaccinate or not vaccinate without being held criminally liable, or whether or not we have to rush our children to the doctor." Every time they get even just the sniffles and fear that something may just randomly happen and then we're held criminally responsible. He's such a dick. (laughs) Sure enough, people turned up to the courthouse. During the sentencing, a supporter burst into the courtroom and yelled, the stewardship of children is the parent's responsibilities. Right. Yeah. It is. is. And that's what's on trial here. So take care of your children. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, That's that's what's on trial here. Exactly. So like the stewardship, like, oh, I slapped my child so hard, they... Yeah, you know, have a stewardship, yeah. mm-hmm. providing the necessaries of life. It's all right there in the law. Mm-hmm. Okay. While delivering the sentence, Justice Rodney, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. I think it's Herkey, said the couple didn't intend to harm their child, but they still denied him medical attention that could have saved his life. He said the parents weren't convicted because uh they gave their son natural remedies rather they were convicted because they didn't act appropriately to prevent his death agreed yes like the kid stops breathing and you're like wait and see it's like well okay well maybe maybe now we need a doctor because he's not breathing anymore for the third time tonight like whatever because it said that he stopped breathing a couple of times a couple of well that's what i also after a fucking caregiver who's a professional nurse had told them to take Take him to a doctor. doctor yeah and then she kind of back talks that at one point. She's like, well, I didn't really know how, I had no idea how sick he really it's was. It's probably because she like, wants to not be liable. Yeah, for I mean, well, she's not. And she's not. True. It's not her fault. She told them to take him to a doctor while he was still not in a fucking backboard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, 
Uh, the judge took pains to point out the trial wasn't about vaccines. It was about not caring for a sick child. And that's uh, that's important. Like, it's... Yeah. I also yeah. think, though, that, you know, a, a vaccine is a way to prevent suffering for your child. And I think it can be argued that if you don't vaccinate your child and your child gets sick with these one of these diseases that they... Yeah, they don't necessarily should, in my opinion, in my honest opinion, that you're needlessly making your child suffer with a disease that could potentially kill them. That's neglect. Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though, like he didn't he, he it was bacterial meningitis and you can be vaccinated against meningitis. But the issue here is that their kid was really sick. And they just and didn't, they didn't treat him appropriately. Yeah, no, I, I understand yeah. the difference between what I'm arguing and what, yeah. what the judge is saying. I'm just saying, in my honest opinion, if you don't vaccinate your kids, I think you fucking should be charged <laughs> when they come down with something because it was preventable. It's kind of like if you allow your child not to wear a seatbelt, you're the one, because they're a minor, who gets charged for them not wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, but we were saying earlier before we started recording, a vaccination isn't a shield. No, but it prevents it. It's just like a seatbelt doesn't prevent a kid from dying in a car accident, but so. it definitely prevents the <laughs> the chances of dying in a car accident. Do you see what I mean? No, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if I agree with it 100%. So, like, this little boy died, not because he wasn't vaccinated. No, 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 no. I'm, because, not, I'm not arguing yeah. this particular case. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, general, I think it should be a law. <laughs> to vaccinate your kids. Because for the same reasons yeah. that you would have to wear a seatbelt. You should be fined accordingly, otherwise. It should be a law um, if you want to go to school. Definitely. I agree with that. Or, we'll, and or, we'll get to that. Or interact in fucking society instead <laughs> of being a fucking plague carrier. If you want to be a hermit and unvaccinated. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so <laughs> at the sentencing, Prosecutor Lisa White, I apologize for mispronouncing all of these names, said the parents were arrogant and selfish and their choice to not get medical help for Ezekiel was tantamount to abuse. Hear, hear. <laughs> yeah, I will agree with that. <laughs> David got a harsher sentence because he was more willfully blind to the severity of his son's illness. I Colette, saw interviews with this guy. He oh, he's a dick. Such a dick. Colette had expressed remorse for not taking Ezekiel to the hospital, but David only worried about his own punishment. In the words of Justice Herkey, to this day, he refuses to admit his actions had any impact. And sure enough, David blamed the paramedics for his son's death. Uh, he seems like a bit of um, yeah. like a sociopath. Inability, Maybe, yeah. Like, like completely narcissistic as well. To yeah. Okay, so about this ambulance thing. Mm. Well, it's true the ambulance didn't have any breathing equipment that would fit an 18-month-old child. That's not why Ezekiel died. And for her part, Colette claimed Ezekiel's autopsy report had been falsified. So they're just in denial, like conspiracy. These two. Yeah, yeah, right. Conspiracy theories. Okay, since the guilty verdict and the sentencing of the Stephens views, uh, sorry, since the guilty verdict and the sentencing, the Stephens views about medical or sorry, medicine and naturopathy have not changed, uh, and they never explained why they chose to treat Ezekiel's suspected meningitis with foods and liquids instead of taking him to the doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, the Stephens, of course, appealed. And their lawyer argued that the trial judge allowed the jury to be overwhelmed with by medical evidence, which distracted oh no. them oh from... Oh, no, medical <laughs> I know. So all of the medical evidence distracted the jury from the real question, which was whether the Steffens acted differently than any other reasonable parent. Yeah. Yeah, they did. The, yeah, they did. Because it's not like this is something that's on trial every fucking day. Yeah. But <laughs> the Alberta Court of Appeal upheld the conviction... And because, but because it wasn't a unanimous ruling, there was a dissenting opinion. Mm -hmm. The Steffens had an automatic right to take their case to the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. I did not know that that's how it works. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so in May 2018, the Supreme Court ordered a new trial for the Steffens, saying the trial judge didn't properly instruct the jury. Um, so that was just about a month ago, so they haven't had their new trial yet. Meanwhile, the Steffens are out and about, now living in Nelson, British Columbia, but they're still suffering for what they did or didn't do for Ezekiel. David was supposed to be a featured speaker at a number of events in Winnipeg, Saskatoon, Calgary, and Edmonton. These events were put on by the Health and Wellness Expos of Canada, which I think is a kind of naturopathy convention. Yeah, maybe. When people complained on social media about David's inclusion, Sobeys dropped their sponsorship. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. And then other sponsors started pulling out. The men <laughs> like, hey, this guy might be, is is still on trial for murdering his it's kid murder- or neglecting yeah. his child. Yeah. Oh, hey, you know, like he's a featured speaker. Yay. Hey, Sobies, how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> so the man who owns the convention didn't know anything about David Steffen. He didn't know who this guy was. He was hired he just as a, saw his, his what MySpace? <laughs> yeah. He was hired as a speaker based on the website for True Hope. Oh my god. Nutritional support. Yeah, and that's why you have to research. Which is people. a nutritional supplements company co-owned by David's father. Oh. So <laughs> David was stricken from the roster mm-hmm. in an effort to appease sponsors. And while this move did mollify outraged sponsors and attendees, Sophie has refused to, so, sorry, Sobies has refused to ever sponsor the expo again. Yeah, because why would you? Like, if you don't know that these people are doing yeah. their homework, right? Exactly. Okay, so. We should, maybe we should sponsor that, like, homeless shelter. Instead. Yeah, instead. <laughs> Shortly after this incident, it happened again. David Steffen was scheduled to speak at the Body, Soul, and Spirit Expo in Calgary, but was removed as a speaker when the venue expressed concern over his inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a, yeah, a casino. They it's got, the venue. That, the that venue. Was... Not even a sponsor this wow. time. It was the venue. Like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah. We see some protests coming our way. Uh, we're out. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Okay, so that's the story. Oh, of poor them. They didn't get convicted nice. for anything quite yet, but they're in Nelson, B. Have you ever been to Nelson, BC? It's quite nice. Yeah, Nelson is very nice. Yeah, it's very small. So if you see them there, maybe you should ask them about their opinions. But I might just punch them in the face. Mm. And then I'll get in trouble. Mm. So I guess I'll just stay out of Nelson. <laughs> okay, so. I'll be, I'll be staying out of Nelson right now. That's the story of poor little Ezekiel, who died painfully and pointlessly because his parents were, and continue to be, idiots. Yeah. If we, if, if we were the trial judge, we would just throw the book at them. Um, but there are others who do learn from their mistakes, even at the cost of their child's life. Oh, I know about this one, too. It's a woman. So, this this is a woman, yes. Mm-hmm. Tamara Lovett's son, Ryan, died when he was seven. He got sick, and thinking he had a cold or, or flu, she treated him with oil of oregano and dandelion tea. Oh, good. <laughs> eventually he was bedridden and he just got worse and worse over the course of 10 days mm. at the end of april in 2013 <laughs> like, 10 fucking days i cannot bear to watch my dog suffer for more than like three minutes let <laughs> right? alone watch your a child, child that came out of your own vagina <laughs> right? your own flesh and blood well my dog is kind of like my flesh and blood but he's just like <laughs> metaphorically he's my son <laughs> i'm his mom he's your fur baby he's my fur baby but anyway but i like just i couldn't even watch like any child that i, I know and i don't like children i don't like children but i couldn't watch one <laughs> suffer, suffer needlessly like for this, this like is so 10 stupid. days i know if someone were like i'm gonna give my child this i'm gonna be like i'm gonna call the paramedics and or the police right <laughs> Well, Tamara's friends pleaded with her to take Ryan to a doctor, but Ryan had never seen a doctor in his life. He didn't have a health card. Oh, my God. Or a birth certificate. What? Yeah. So she just had him on the floor and then never registered him? Yeah. She never, and he was homeschooled, I'm guessed. Probably. Wow. Tamara found Ryan lying on the floor outside the bathroom on March 2 and called 911. This is 2013. Uh, But it was too late. Ryan was dead. An autopsy found he had died from a group A strep infection. And he so preventable. He also had meningitis and pneumonia. Ah. Oh. Like imagine the pain oh. that this kid was in. Wow. Poor kid. And your mom's giving you fucking tea. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Tomorrow was put on trial and found guilty of failing to provide the necessaries of life and criminal negligence causing the death of her son. At the trial, Tamara testified she didn't think his swollen lymph nodes, oozing ear infection, and jaundiced eyes were anything she couldn't handle. Oh, the fuck. The fuck. Your kid is like oozing ear. Oozing. He's just oozing. Your kid is oozing. (laughs) You're like, oh, I got this. I like even a pimple that's oozing is a problem, (laughs) let alone my fucking ears. Yeah. And like when your throat's so swollen. Oh. Yeah. Like I had And your eyes are all yellow. I had mono. Like, come on. Like I had mono and my throat was so swollen. I was like the 
I, my, my, my doctor is like, oh, I wish I had med students here. You're like the textbook case. <laughs> and it, it that mono lasted for months. Yeah. And it was like, it killed my throat. Yeah. And I don't go to the doctor unless it's kind of necessary. Like I don't go for any particular reason. Well, that's just, this is the wait and see I was yeah, talking Yeah, exactly. About. But I'm also like knowing also that I'm immunosuppressed. Like I don't also wait till it gets to a certain point. Yeah. But like, seriously, you're yeah if my ear is oozing shit <laughs> yeah it's time to go <laughs> yeah. oh shit let alone the fact that this kid would have had such a high fever yeah like no no i'm sorry yeah anyway so go on because she turned a leaf well it says here doctors testified ryan's strep infection would have been treatable had he been given antibiotics yeah simple fix at her sentencing the judge said her failure to bring him to a medical doctor caused his death. Her behavior absolutely met the test for criminal negligence. Mm -hmm. So where was this judge? Yeah, right? <laughs> With the Steffens. Where is he from, this one? Well, this was a... Um, that's a good question. Well, the answer is in a different province. Um, that one was East. Oh, no, this, no, no. This was also, I think, in Alberta. Was it? Huh. Anyway. Alberta's full of these people. <laughs> It's also full of not harsh people. condemnation I will of say Alberta. That I have all of the friends that I have in Alberta, which is quite a lot because I do go to Alberta quite often. Not anti-vaxxers. I, I okay. I, I take yeah. back my blanket statement. Yeah, exactly. Though. Like my friend, like like I love my friend Gord. He loves a lot of natural remedy shit, and I don't I don't forsake him of that because yeah. I think that natural remedies can be quite useful. No, I believe in complementary medicine. Yeah. Totally. And so do they. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, that is fine. Like, yeah. He's, he... But the complementary medicine is complementing yeah. other medicine. Yeah, it's not just... Yeah, like there are health issues. In teas that, like, and... Yeah, like they've, they've had their health issues and they have two kids and like mm -hmm. they... And they're always like, you know, let's do some teas and some honeys and we'll take out some sugar out of our diet and eat a little better and do yeah. all these things. And, and I'm we're sure... Just, and it makes a difference. And it makes a difference. And they're all... They're generally the healthiest fucking family I know. Gord is the healthiest person probably I know, one yeah. of them. Um, but they wouldn't be like, oh, our kid is sick. Let's not put them on antibiotics. Yeah. Let's wait a week. <laughs> yeah. Let's wait a week. Well, it's like, they'd be like a little more concerned. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not against natural medicine, to be yeah. fair. I just don't think there's the only thing. The, I, no, there's there's a point. I like science. At which you need medicine, medicine. Science. Scientific. Science medicine? Unnatural medicine. <laughs> it's like a medicine like it's terrible <laughs> it's all natural okay when given the chance to address the court tamara said and i've this is i've edited her quote here i blame myself for not knowing better and for holding limiting beliefs that ultimately led to the death of my child at the time i thought i was doing the best for my child i hope others can learn from my ignorance mm-hmm so turned a corner. Isn't she an advocate now for vaccination? I believe so. I think she is. There's there's definitely a case where someone was convicted and the woman is now. Yeah, no, she's definitely turned a corner, corner this yeah. one. Um, all right. I'm not entirely sure when where this Sucks ignorance that. comes from, um, but I think it stems from wanting to be healthy and natural. Which is fine. Yeah, but what does that mean? Um, so, so if you want to be healthy and natural, like, don't drive a car. Like, don't, like, what do you... <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just this idea, There's I guess, a weird of clean line. living, right? Like, no GMO. Like, that kind but of stuff. They don't even know what GMOs are, because also genetically modified foods have been around for, like, centuries. GMOs are fine, and by also, the way. And also, like, listener, we have been... They're fine. <laughs> we have been modifying food since we started farming. Because we were going after certain strains of food. So we've been technically breeding out certain yeah. genes in food, which is genetically modifying your food yeah. for fucking yeah. millennia. And like now when you insert, sure, like a fish protein into a tomato, that's a little weird. But <laughs> like, honestly, like, do you even know what that actually means? Because I don't really, do you? No, I don't like, again, this is just stuff that I read and I am telling you about i know i know but i'm just like i'm just saying that maybe but i guess i don't know like if bill nye can change his mind healthy lifestyles <laughs> natural food so so the ignorance i think comes from a combination of factors so it's this sort of healthy natural stuff as well as a distress for medicine mm -hmm. and like that's the real yeah, problem there's this whole thing about it's not the being wanting to be natural it's the distrust of the science yes but and the problem is is that um 
the distrust from the science is unfounded because it all started with a shit article. Well, let me let me tell you all about it. Oh. Okay, with specific reference to anti-vaxxers. Uh, and it should be pointed out that all of these cases in which the children died because parents clung to naturopathy, mm-hmm. the can parents I, are also anti-vaxxers. Can I tell a story afterwards? Of course you can. That fucking makes me so mad yes. about Lyme disease. Yes, you can. All right. Okay, the beginnings of the anti-vax movement began with a 1998 paper published in The Lancet, which is a prominent British medical journal. Thanks, Lancet. Doing your homework. In his paper, (laughs) Dr. Andrew Wakefield showed, I'm making air quotes here, that the MMR vaccine could cause autism. MMR is the measles, mumps, rubella rubella vaccine. The one I can't take. The one you can't take. (laughs) Specifically, Wakefield's study focused on 12 children. That's a huge a number. whole 12. Oh, good, good control group. <laughs> 12 children with chronic intestinal disorders. Oh, not like I don't have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> These kids had a history of normal development followed by severe mental regression. Wakefield thought the combined measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine may have caused a chronic intestinal, may have caused, sorry, may have caused a chronic intestinal measles infection that then damaged the children's brains. He suggests his suggestion was to split up the vaccines. So not to cut it out entirely, but But just just, have three different instead of the combined one. MMR, just measles, mumps, and rubella. Yes. Okay. The paper caused a decline in vaccinations in Britain and the US. Problem is this paper is bullshit. Yeah. He was he was debarred. Wasn't he? Or what do you like this? What do you uh have his disavowed license revoked? Yeah. Revoked, I guess. I don't know. He did. Did he? Okay, so it says here. Um, Because he fucked his evidence. Well, yeah, I'll get to that. Okay, so there's a huge body of research that that shows, for real, no link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Moreover, it turns out Wakefield was financially motivated to publish this this study that, A, found vaccines to be harmful, and B, promoted separate vaccines for each disease. Wakefield's research was funded by lawyers whose clients were parents looking to sue a vaccine manufacturer and the good doctor himself had patented a measles vaccine that would have made him rich if the combined MMR was discredited. Fuck. (laughs) The Lancet eventually retracted it's it's actually like the irony is that all these people are against big pharma who are usually not wanting to do it. And and it was big pharma... That actually made you not vaccinate your kids. Way to fucking go. Yeah, right. Okay. The Lancet retracted the study in 2010. A little late. Um, Although no one can turn to the Wakefield paper now to justify their beliefs, anti-vaxxers have found other ways to link vaccines to autism. For instance, they blame a vaccine preservative called thimerosal. And then when thimerosal was removed from vaccines and there was no change in childhood autism rates, the anti-vaxxers claim vaccines affect a cellular disorder that causes autism. So there's always a way around it. But here's my thing also, is that fundamentally, so say one in a million kids ends up with autism, right? Mm -hmm. Like say say for just for argument's sake that these people are right, like it causes autism in one in a million kids. Versus how many people dying of these fucking diseases. Well, never mind all the kids who don't get it. Yeah. And so you're just like, that's the shit that bothers me. It's like one kid, even if one in a million kids dies and saves a shit ton of other people from dying and spreading this disease. Like, that's the stuff that blows my mind. Like this whole, like, lack of understanding. Well, it's It's a societal coverage so that everyone can be safe. It's not just your kid. It's everybody. No, but the people don't think about herd immunity. No, I know. I know. And I'm just saying that's also why. It's all very individualized. And then you go through these like ridiculous mental gymnastics to justify your stupid. I know. But that's what I'm saying is like, and then if you ever meet a kid who has autism, depending on where they are on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, that's offensive. If you have autism and these people are like, I can't bear that my child would possibly have this like aspect. You're like. Wow, you're a fucking asshole on so many levels. levels. Like, thank God my child doesn't have autism like you. Yeah. (laughs) What? Fuck off. Yeah, like autistic people aren't stupid. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. It's disgusting. Okay, the reason why anti-vaxxers are so good at spreading their philosophies is they focus on... Jenny McCarthy? (laughs) Well, they focus on the exceptions. 
and they're really good at telling heart-wrenching stories. If you're on the fence about vaccines, one good story told in earnest about how someone died from the flu shot will be enough to push you over. All the science in the world can't compete against a semi-personal anecdote. That is true. That is very true. Emotions rule more than logic. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I date. (laughs) (laughs) Logically or emotionally? Emotionally. And then logic prevails afterwards. And I'm like, that was a bad choice. (laughs) Worse yet are the scientists who are somehow anti-vaxxers. I This I can't wrap my head around. I think they should just have their fucking degrees taken away. Okay, well, here we go. Tim Sullivan, a fucking science teacher at a high school in Waterford, Ontario, Mm. was found guilty of professional misconduct after he barged into an immunization clinic in his school's cafeteria and told students not to get vaccinated because it could kill them. So at least... The science teacher did this. At least, at least there were repercussions, though. You know, like... Versus the other people who had no repercussions whatsoever. Oh, just drives me nuts. Is, is yeah. That, is that what you that, So that's it. That's all I got for you. So, I mean, there are, there are so many stories, so but you, it's so upsetting. So Vox wrote an article. To read about. Vox wrote an article <sighs> recently that I read. Okay. And I asked my vet this question. Why can my dog get vaccinated in, for Lyme disease? And I can't. I have two friends with Lyme disease. Yeah, I know people with Lyme disease. Yeah. One person, it's basically like ruined their life. And my other friend, it's made it extremely difficult, right? Yeah. They don't have the lifestyle that they had and they don't have the standard of living that they had. Yeah. No, I have a friend of mine and Lyme disease has, yeah, destroyed it's, her. It's, it's ruined. Destroyed her, her body. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking terrible. So, and do you know why your dog can get vaccinated but you can't? Something stupid, I'm sure. Mm. So my, my vet and I theorized that... Maybe it's because the standards for vaccinations for dogs are less than people and therefore hadn't passed the people test, but it passed the animal test. Okay. Not the case. There right. is a vaccination for Lyme disease, but, but because of the anti-vaxxer movement in 1998, they actually pulled it from the shelves <gasps> because the company didn't want to have to deal with potential lawsuits. Oh, come on. I'm not fucking kidding. So there is one out there somewhere. There, there is one. There, we have the medical knowledge to vaccinate against Lyme disease. Oh, my God. And it is almost 100% effective in kids and like 80% effective in adults. Oh, my God. How fucking annoying is that? So I wonder if anyone who suffers and from Lyme know- disease can turn around and sue this company for not taking their product to market but you know what i want i want because them, no 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 wait i would like them to sue anti-vaxxers for spreading false information go after the anti-vaxxing movement because they've done harm without evidence well you need someone you can't just go after the movement you need a person yeah yeah but you can go after the heads of these movements because there are organizations that well if you could trace it back to the actual like at the time to the specific organization or even the individuals who were promoting their beliefs mm-hmm. at the time that this Jenny McCarthy, you could fucking go after someone like that was developed. But here's my thing: is also like, if you had the money, go after. I think you should go after these people also because if you have the money to sue and not necessarily win, but it promotes a vaccination. Be that these people are full of shit and that they've prevented. There's so when this came out, something like fifteen thousand people were diagnosed with Lyme because Lyme is hard to diagnose. It is extremely hard to diagnose. So, but now it's thirty five thousand people a year. Yeah, and as we know in Ontario um, this year in particular, like when I'm running in the woods, because my friend got it probably up in the Collingwood area where I live, mm-hmm. um, and so we know that there's ticks out there because our dogs and, and like the vet has a sign of like how many ticks they pulled off dogs this year. Oh, gross! It's really bad. So. <laughs> Um, but also I like to go visit my friend in New York state and ticks are, they're terrible down there. And yeah. so you, I deep the shit out of myself because I would rather have my plastic melt on me yeah. than end up with Lyme disease. Right. Because I have seen it ravage people. Yeah. And it makes me so mad that we have the ability to be vaccinated and we can't get it. But it bothers me that they would They'd... cave to yeah, the anti-vaxxers to be fair, like that. To, to be, to be fair, I mean, sadly, the... The motive is profit, right? To a lot of extent. And if they're going to be sued. But what lawsuits? Why? What would they get sued for? Well, for the sense, I think it was just because of the potential for it, essentially. But anyway, so there's a the Vox article. It's Vox or Slate. I think it's Vox. But, but there's no, no one has ever found a link between a vaccine and autism. And but, if they have this product, 
that is treats Lyme disease or you can vaccinate against Lyme disease, they um, would have anyone trying to sue them for damages would have to demonstrate a link between their vaccine and whatever went wrong, which is and it's a three. It's a really hard to do. I think it's a three dose vaccine, and they were saying that it was kind of expensive, and I was like, it's not as expensive as getting fucking Lyme disease. It's <laughs> yeah, like right? fifty. I think it's fifty bucks American a shot. And I can tell you that from oh, the on. the Hep A and B shots that I've had because I've had to yeah. redo all my shots, Hep A and B cost me like one seventy five each time. Yeah, and it's so expensive. Yeah. So, well, um, the HPV vaccine is fucking like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, I know. I got that one too. Jesus I've, Christ! I had to get so like, the don't whole bitch to me about fifty bucks a shot. <laughs> and but here's my thing: is, is like I would gladly pay one hundred and fifty dollars. To kind of have an 80% chance of never getting a Yeah, right? And like, it's not like I wouldn't wear fucking DEET anyway, because I don't want mosquito bites all over me and, yeah. and West Nile. But <laughs> yeah. But like, fuck, like, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, that is infuriating. It is so infuriating. Oh yeah. So, okay. so let's talk about some laws. The few laws that do exist in this country so about vaccination. You are supposed to get your children vaccinated. It is required, but you can be essentially the equivalent of a conscientious objector. So you can just be like, don't want it. And I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, they're like, I don't believe in it. And they'd be like, meh. And you're supposed to have them for school and the same thing. You can apply to essentially. Yeah, well, I know Ontario and New Brunswick have laws, like actual laws written down somewhere about i know someone having who- children vaccinated for school and then all the other provinces and territories don't even bother do you want to do you want to hear something even more infuriating i know someone who's an anti-vaxxer Ugh. and they were a parent of an athlete that i have and guess what she does for a living what she's a nurse oh fuck off that shouldn't be allowed i know i agree how mm-hmm. how can you be a healthcare professional <laughs> yep and still be an anti-vaxxer. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so her kid was like, oh, I'm not vaccinated. I'm an anti-vaxxer. And when I talked to her. And don't talk to me about cognitive when dissonance because that's other, not what this is. I talked to the other parents about this and they know how strongly I feel about this. Yeah. And I'm essentially like, I, I'm like. Well, I would refuse to coach her well, kid. Well, I, I didn't know until afterwards. But it was oh. just one of those things where I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, the this, fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, again, like. You know, for the one person that might die via this vaccine, if that's the worst case scenario, to the millions of, of kids, if you have one kid that dies and you're saving a shit ton because they're not getting this disease, I think that's a chance that we should mm-hmm. all take. And I would be more than willing to, in my taxes, compensate you for that <laughs> because that would then prevent the billions of dollars we have to pay otherwise if you're just thinking dollars and cents yeah. to treat 8 million people. Because things like... Uh, so my grandmother was the last case of diphtheria in the city of Toronto. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the last. The last. The very last That's documented amazing. case of diphtheria in Toronto. And she had apparently take like fistfuls of pills when she was a kid. Oh. And she was oh. sick for ages. Oh, God. And then, guess where diphtheria just popped up again? Is it Saskatchewan? Yeah, Edmonton. Ed- oh, Edmonton. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it popped up and then, um, yeah, pretty, pretty entertaining. Fucking so, hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Edmonton hadn't had diphtheria in, diphtheria in a decade and an Edmonton student was diagnosed oh with God. it. And it's just like all these old things are coming back again. Like, yeah. So there's um, anti-vaxxing movements have been known to target uh, new immigrants coming from other countries. Well, there are barriers. Um for people to get vaccinated and some of it like there is there might be like a socioeconomic barrier for mm-hmm. some people but absolutely for immigrant communities who maybe don't speak english or french and they just they can't get the information that they need it's not available to them are free for children yes they are so and also they're free now for anyone under i think under the age of 25 in ontario because of the new thing where all your medications all free. your meds free yeah so not for me though. <laughs> well, we're both over twenty five. I know. So. <laughs> we gotta pay for that shit. I know, right? Because we're supposed to be productive members of society. Oh come on! I know. It's definitely <laughs> fucking podcast. You're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, so that was. It's been this one's a frustrating one, right? Hmm. Well, do you know of any other countries who do have strong laws about vaccination? Actually, I do. Oh. 
How about that? Why don't you tell us about what, what, it? What country do you think would have a strong vaccination law? I think France does. Not to my knowledge. Oh, I thought they did. They for do. Some I think they do. Actually, you're right. They do. <laughs> I remember that in my research. But the one country, but the one country I was looking at for vaccinations in particular, guess where? I don't know. Australia. Oh, all mm-hmm. right. So if you are a childcare center and you take in a kid knowingly that hasn't had vaccinations, yeah, how much do you think you get fined? Thirty thousand dollars. That is correct. Oh. <laughs> Pull that number out of my ass. Did you know? <laughs> so $30,000 Australian. Okay. Yeah, you get fined. Right. So per kid or a, a, total? I, I think it's, I don't, I don't know if it's I per hope kid it's per not. kid. I, I would hope so. Um, so yeah, there's a really big economic incentive. And also for taxation purposes, there's also implications that for your taxes and for your refunds. And there's a whole bunch of economic incentives. And the government, I love this. I was like, I'm going to paraphrase because this woman was like, we have no time to bother considering an argument that's not scientifically oh, based. Oh, I love it. And that's... it was just like, yes, thank you, Australia. Yeah. Thank you. Because we're giving all together too much time to arguments yeah, like, that aren't based Like, why am I going to bother giving you the fucking time of day when you're not basing this argument it's, on Well, anything? it's all emotion, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and while, you know, emotion is a very powerful thing, it's not really great when it comes down to saving people's lives. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Anyway, I don't, I, I, this topic just makes me so mad. <laughs> you wanted to do a non-murdery one. I know. <laughs> and you picked fucking Vax. You know, huh. you suggested it. This was your suggestion. Don't no, blame this it was on not. me. It oh, wasn't. I deny it. <laughs> deny you want. Mm-hmm. It's true. Right. This was all you. Anyway. So do you have any weird headlines? Okay, I have, yes, I do. I have a kind of a weird crime story. Mm-hmm. This is from a couple weeks ago. And, um, it involves a guy from Toronto. Mm-hmm. So this kid learned to play clarinet, I want to say. Yeah, clarinet. <laughs> when he, <laughs> already forgotten the details. Right. Way to go. Uh, when he was a kid. Mm. I think like seven or 12 or something like that. And like really took to it. Had a lot of talent for protégé. the clarinet. Yeah, a bit of a protege. Um, and went to U of T for undergrad, probably in the music program there. And in his secondary U of T, um, decided he was going to audition for this program in the States to study under and learn from like this really famous clarinetist. And he practiced really hard. He went down for his interview. Felt like he just nailed it. And this is like an opportunity of lifetime. This dude only accepts two students a year. Wow. Let so, alone getting an interview with him. N- yeah, never. You have to imagine like, like his profs had just, glowing reviews of him even to get him in the door. Yeah, just going through the process to even get the audition. Mm-hmm. So he comes back to trial feeling great. And then he gets an email saying that he hadn't been chosen. What? For the program. So he's just... Why? Devastated. I don't know why. I guess just you know, somebody else is better. Yeah. Devastated. Finishes U of T. Uh, then moved, I think, to one of the Carolinas mm-hmm. to pursue a master's. Uh, got... He was... I think he was playing with, like, the Nashville Symphony Orchestra or something along those lines and decided again to apply to study under this guy. Mm-hmm. And again, like goes through the process, gets the audition, and this dude is like, I don't understand why you're back here in front of me when you rejected me all he those years him. ago. Wow. And this guy's oh. like, I beg your pardon. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Turns out that rejection letter was forged by his girlfriend at the time. What? Why would she do something like that? She's a fucking crazy bitch. Oh wow. Yeah. Didn't want him to go, forged a letter. So she basically wanted him to stay in Toronto for her. Yes, she ruined his life. Oh, that's fucking terrible. For her. They'd since, like, they broke up at some point along the way because he ended up going to school in the States for a master's. So now he's studying with this dude or what? So, um, yeah, I believe he did study with the guy. He is now, oh no, I think then went to the orchestra in Nashville. He's now with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Mm hmm. And 
sued his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, no shit. For something like $35,000? She can also be charged for, like, impersonation, can't she, or something? Probably. I think of that. Yeah, maybe. But, like, so he turned, like, realized that this woman had ruined his life, set back his career. Yeah, no shit. So filed a lawsuit against her. She never replied. And by default, she loses the lawsuit. Wow. I hope she's rich. (laughs) And owes this guy a ton of money for ruining his life. Wow. Yeah. Crazy story. Yeah, but... Wow, what a bitch. Could you imagine? Like, how devastated would you be first to find out that you believe that you are rejected from, you know, this... But then also to find out that you're fucking... And then to find out that your fucking girlfriend ruined your life. Yeah. And was fine with it. Like, it never mentioned mentioned it. Never, never, not once. Wow. And his friends were, like, Hmm. suspicious of her, and he wouldn't believe that she could ever do something like that. And they're like, well... She knew your password. She could log on to your computer. Wow. That's such a shit show. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have something, some good knowledge for you. But All right. Let's hear it. If you don't pay your hotel bill in Ontario, do you know what can happen to you? <laughs> Get fined? Uh, <laughs> what happened? Well, the hotel can legally sell your horse. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> my horse yeah they can't legally. if i don't pay my bill uh-huh. but it's my horse yeah but you didn't pay your bill so obviously there's a lien on your horse <laughs> <laughs> all right i will never walk out on a hotel bill in ontario for fear of losing my but, but you'll ride out on one <laughs> so i can't take your horse into the sunset exactly <laughs> So, oh uh, my god, that's amazing. Rachel, if people want to get in touch with us via Twitter, how would they do it? <laughs> they can tweet us at TNC underscore POD. Nice. And email? Email us at truenorthcrimepod at gmail.com. Website? Our website is truenorthcrime.ca. And uh, places where to listen to us. Oh, you can listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, SoundCloud? Not on SoundCloud. No. Oh. <laughs> on on Castbox. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe Google Play. iHeartRadio. No. Just keep on coming up. You know, right? You're batting a thousand All right. Well, we, anyway, we should mention that we are a Kinks Media production. Yeah. Kinks. Kinks. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a hard one. Anyway, <laughs> I've been very much against anti-vaxxing Shelly. Yeah, and I have been also anti-anti-vaxxing Rachel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess until next time, just stay safe out there. Yeah, yeah, and vaccinate. And vaccinate.